time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello, race fans, and welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station, and, of course, always on your favorite podcast location. I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and, of course, every week setting high atop his pit box is the man that gets it done and gets the, gets the drivers that no one else can, the producer to the stars. Alfie, what's going on, man? How you doing there, William? Glad to be with you again this week on another exciting edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we get to uh, wrap up our regular season. William, before we take a break and bring in some best ofs and get ready for the Great American Race in the middle of February. So uh, a lot going on with this crazy season, so many moves. This seems to be one of the craziest seasons, not only during the regular season, William, with the COVID shutdown and everything going on, but as far as the offseason goes, so many different movements, people moving around, switching teams, sponsors, even new teams starting up next year, different schedule, more road course races. I mean, it's, uh, man, I'm telling you, it, just wrapping my head around it just makes my head explode at the same time. It's crazy. Well, I'll tell you, there's going to be a lot of uh, changes, a lot of rearrangements going on. And uh, one of the things that uh, we're going to talk about this week is we're going to talk with Tim Bryant from Five Flags Speedway and talk about all the changes and adjustments that they had to make in order to get fans in the stand and make fans safe throughout this race season and what they learned from that race season in 2020 to get them ready for the December the 2nd through the 6th Snowball Derby, the 53rd running of the Snowball Derby. We're going to talk with Tim Bryant a little bit later on with that. Plus, we're going to catch up with J.R. Todd. A fast driver, he's won some championships, and he's won some a lot of races and everything. We're going to talk with him from about the NHR program and what 2020 has meant to them and how important and uh, crucial the crew chiefs and the teams are to making their runs week in and week out, having them finish number one. And then, Alfie, I believe you catch up with Sean. Is that not right? Uh, that's right. Sean Langdon will also be joining us as well, William, and he'll break down his NHRA season and – Talk about how he's enjoying his offseason and preparing for uh, 2021, as well as uh, NHRA returning to Atlanta Dragway the weekend of March 26th of 2021. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, not racing in Atlanta this year and other tracks that they were unfortunately not able to race at due to uh, COVID. So we'll talk to him a bit about that as well. So uh, just another exciting, mind-blowing episode of Southern Race Week Radio, as we always like to do on the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Hey, this is Mike Bagley of Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. You, my friends, are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, right here on your great racing station and your favorite podcast location, Southern Race Week. As always, want to thank you all for taking time to tune in and turning it up because each week on the show, we love to talk about the short track racing action as well as all the NHRA and NASCAR boys. But this week, we're going to talk with the man himself, the track promoter to the stars that everybody wishes they had the talent, the skills, and the know-how to put on a heck of a show every single time. We're talking about heading on down to none other than a Pensacola, Florida to catch up with our good buddy, Tim Bryant. Tim. 
Hey, WB, I didn't know who you was talking about. I just knew you wasn't talking about me, but uh, I'm on the other end of the line nonetheless. You're on the other Well, listen, Tim, I mean, you, listen, man, Pensacola uh, and, and, and with the whole Gulf Coast region and all the tropical systems and storms that have come through, now we're getting ready for the big storm to come through, and that is going to be the Snowball Derby. Tell me about the excitement that you're hearing from the drivers and the fans so far. Well, man, I tell you, I mean, it goes without saying, it's just been a heck of a year. 2020 has been like nothing we ever envisioned. But, uh, you know, after a delayed start to the season, we did have a, a, a good racing season here. Uh, we had our, uh, our our Blizzard Series for super late models. And, of course, Bubba Pollard won that championship again uh, and uh, represented the state of Georgia very well. And he uh, probably is going to come in as one of the favorites to the, to the 53rd Annual Snowball Derby and uh, shaping up to be a who's who of short track racing not only that sprinkled in with a little more georgia flavor in our current and uh uh we couldn't be prouder to say the current nascar cup series champion chase elliott returning to try to win snowball number three that's it uh tell you what now with the uh with the the race coming around the corner our our guys coming in and uh trying to get a little lap time and testing and getting ready for this event we did. We've got a uh, a little bit of private testing going on now. We had what we call WBR Snowball Derby Preview this past Saturday. That's what it I was an all-day practice session for, for all seven divisions that are part of the Snowball Derby, and we had a jam-packed pit full of cars and uh, uh, well-represented in each and every division. And uh, it, was a, it was just a, a really good day and I think a good prelude to what we're going to see on Snowball Weekend. If you just join us here, we're talking with Tim Bryan from Five Flag Speedway in Pensacola. Uh, Tim, is it uh, is are all the tickets available for fans? Or are they all sold out? Well, no, we've got a few tickets left, a few reserved seats left, but it's a very small number. Uh, response has been been excellent this year, uh, and then we have some general admission seating as well uh, that'll be available, you know, right up until race day. So. Uh, you know, that being said, there's just been a lot of hype around this year's event, of course, when they found out Chase Elliott was coming. Uh, even the folks that may have been on the fence, I believe, decided they wanted to come see the action. Now, uh, if uh, somebody uh, wanted to get more information and go, go get some tickets, um, are they going to be available online, or are they going to buy them at the gate? Well, we're still selling tickets out of the Speedway office, not doing online ticket sales for this event. Okay. Uh, but we'll, we'll have, uh, you know, based on availability, have some you know, available at the at the gate. Uh, but if folks uh, think they want to come, I'd strongly encourage them to go ahead and, and handle it in advance uh, uh, to ensure that they're you know they've got a reserve seat to uh, you know wait for them when they get here. Well, let's talk about the history of this event, man. I mean, it's, you talk about fifty three years. Um, remind folks some of the names uh, that we know that have gone through the 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 Snowball uh, Hall of Fame, as if you will. <laughs> Well, I tell you, there's uh, let's drop a few names uh, of guys that have came and and not conquered uh, the Tom Dawson Trophy. And of course, I'm talking about uh, 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 Bill Elliott himself came and ran the Snowball Derby, never won it. Dale Earnhardt Sr. Uh, came and ran the Snowball, but couldn't win it. Rusty Wallace ran quite a few Snowballs back in the day, as well as Mark Martin. Uh, guys uh, uh, weren't ever able to to win a race, but uh, uh, you know, talking about some of the guys. Uh, uh, that have came and, and, and won this race. Of course, Ronnie Sanders was a winner. Darrell Walter was a winner uh, back in the day. And then, uh, you know, as we as we progressed into the to the to the new uh, 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 new century when we got to the 2000, 
uh, year 2000, you know, things started changing. The drivers started getting younger, and, and uh, you know, we've had uh, uh, <clears throat> we've had some multiple multiple winners uh, or multi-time winners, and in, in, in Eric Jones and in, in, in Kyle Busch and and Chase Elliott uh, and Augie Grill. Uh, and then we, if we, if I go back again to, to the '90s, a guy named Rich Bickle dominated that decade. Won half the races in the '90s, which is just unfathomable. And uh, Rich uh, uh, was entered in this year's race, but he's come down uh, with some with some ailments, and he's just not going to be able to be here this year. But he next year is going to be his farewell tour, and his final race and his uh, illustrious short track career will be the 54th Snowball Derby. Uh, coming up in December 2021. If you just join us here on the uh, Food Depot Hotline here on Southern Race Week, we've got Tim Bryant from Five Flag Speedway talking about the Snowball Derby coming up, and Chase Elliott's going to be driving in it. Of course, Bubba Pollard, and and just to name a few of Georgia drivers. But Tim, who is the driver that, uh, whether they be from Georgia or not, that has raced and and it seems like if just had something happen in the final stages that just the race was just, just taken away from or lost or just missed a groove or something that just, just has not won this race that everybody would just assume would be winning a bunch of them. Well, um, two names come to mind. Number one is Derek Thorne, the California driver who just dominates super late model racing on the West Coast. Uh, was right in the hunt last year. We had a late caution and a green-white checker finishing on a restart. He got caught up in an accident, along with Ty Majewski, who had all uh, all but dominated last year's race, got caught up in that same restart accident. Uh, it's amazing, really, on, on a short track, how, you know, when it comes to a green-white checker finish, it's no holds barred for sure. Uh, and it was really unfortunate for both those guys that they had winning cars last year. And then, of course, uh, you know, Stephen Nassi, uh, won the race last year, crossed the stripe first, and, and failed post-race inspection, and it handed the win to Travis Brayton, the West Virginia driver. So uh, uh, it was a, a, a popular win for, for uh, uh, the, that West Virginia guy uh, and Travis Brayton. It was a heartbreaker for Stephen Nasty, who has been on a mission in 2020, and he'll also come in as one of the odds-on favorites, trying to get redemption for last year's win. Uh, that he still feels like uh, he was entitled to. Well, listen, Tim, if there's anything that you can count on, when you go to a race at uh, Five Flags Speedway, we're going to see some great racing action, some uh, some bumping, beating, and banging, and going to see some drivers temper flare, and uh, going to see some folks that are going to make sure they get a great show, whether they're in the grandstands or in the pits. Somebody wants more information about the uh, Snowball Derby or any other, other racing action leading up to that whole festivity, where do we need to point them to, brother? Well, snowballderby.com or fiveflagspeedway.com both have, uh, you know, complete scheduling and, and ticketing information. Uh, welcome to call the Speedway office here. We're manning the phones uh, uh, pretty steady. And, and I'll also mention, uh, you know, the elephant in the room as far as COVID-19, we're taking a lot of precautionary measures uh, to make sure people can come here and enjoy uh, this year's Snowball Derby in a safe environment. Well, let me ask you this. I, I know that you've worked with them in the past. Uh, our friends over at Speed 51, are they going to be making a, a broadcast of the race available on their platform? Well, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. You beat me to the punch for folks uh, that aren't able to make it to the snowball. They're going to make it to Pensacola this year. Speed51.tv, uh, the, the race will be shown. It's in the pay-per-view broadcast, but they have an excellent production. It's as, 
a good, about as good as any network production that you would see anywhere. So it's a great way to catch the race. Speed51.tv, you can catch the Snowball Derby pay-per-view action. And, uh, hey, in today's world, I think everybody just watches everything pay-per-view or, or whenever they want to on their favorite platform. But, uh, listen, uh, we are so excited, Tim, and we're, we're kind of cheering. We, 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 we're kind of pulling ourselves in, in different directions. Don't know which Georgia boy to cheer for, uh, you know, uh, or which which main driver that uh, has had that sucker just taken out of the grasp of the hands. But I know that it's going to be a great show, and I know that you're doing everything to keep everybody safe during this time, and uh, we can't wait to see it. And, uh, again, uh, Five Flags Speedway, y'all check them out online or just go by the track and get you some tickets while they last and make sure that you're ready for the Snowball Derby. Tim, appreciate you, brother. And uh, just taking time out of your busy schedule, I know you got your hands full, but uh, we thank you so much for being a part of Southern Race Week, man. Always a pleasure. I always appreciate you guys having us on. Hello, this is Gracie Trotter, and I race in the ARCA West Series, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, this is edition of Southern Race Week. We're right here giving it to you live, loud, and proud. The race season may be over, but it's not because there's all kind of great racing action. It's a great chance for us to catch up with drivers. This week, we're going to uh, go over to the Food Depot hotlines here. The driver, the DHL, with 18 wins, 35 career final rounds, and 3.85 seconds career best ET 334 miles an hour is the best speed ladies and gentlemen J.R. Todd J.R. welcome to the show <laughs> thanks for having me on I don't know if I could follow up that intro man man NHRA would not be the same without you brother you're about to have uh, a birthday coming up in December so if I'm doing my math correctly that puts you about to turn 39 right yeah don't remind me man uh 40s getting closer and closer but yeah a birthday a uh, birthday month coming up here soon which just means uh you know getting closer to uh the holidays and christmas time and, and what have you which I'm a fan of, but I'm not a fan of because it just means it's uh, it's a long off season basically till we get to go uh, hit the throttle again there in that uh, that nitro funny car. Now, is there uh, is there times when uh, you get to this time of the year when when things are you know you're not racing and everything? Do you still go by the shop and check in and see what's going on with the guys, or is it pretty much the shop shut down and we'll see y'all in a you know two months or something? I'm sure I'll be up there uh, plenty of times before we get going for uh, for preseason testing. But now with uh, you know the way things are and what have you, NHRA kind of pushed our schedule back to where we start later now and in March and just uh, kind of makes the off season a, a little bit longer. But uh, it also gives the guys more time at the shop to uh, to go through things and get things freshened up and uh, and ready to go and you know get new cars ready and, and what have you and. Uh, We'll probably go test a couple times before that uh, that first race there in Gainesville, Florida, in March. If you just joined us here, we got Jr. Todd, uh, NHRA driver, uh, funny car for the DHL program here, and a sponsored ride. And uh, you know, I, it looks like if if I had a pick of what one of your favorite tracks would be to go to week in and week out, would you? You've had some great luck at Las Vegas. Is that all right? 
Yeah, for sure. I, I, I mean, for whatever reason, we definitely have had some uh, success there in the past. Uh, won uh, three straight races there uh, there in a row. It won the first ever four wide event there, and it's a great place in general. You know, the uh, any of Brute Smith's tracks or uh, or first class facilities. The, uh, the the staff there they 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 treat you like gold. And for whatever reason, the uh, the Coletta cars, all of them, just seem to run really well in those uh, those conditions there at, uh, at Las Vegas. So yeah, that's definitely. Uh, one of my favorites, usually anywhere that you've won in the past is right there at the top of your list of, uh, of favorite tracks. But, uh, but yeah, we love going to Vegas every year. Well, you know, uh, you can ask uh, some of the other NHR drivers that have been on the show now as we get get back into the uh, the season. You want to stop by and be a guest on, uh, on, on Southern Race Week because, you know, Torrance came out of having a championship season, went in uh, and had had six races and not won a single race after being the champion, came on Southern Race Week, and then he won the next three races in a row. So... You know, you you definitely want to you know let's keep in touch and make sure that we're uh, we're helping to cheer you on there because um, it sounds like you got uh, sounds like you got a great group of people around you. Um, you know, you got a great sponsor, uh, and you know it's it's great to see somebody that uh, you know is is got the got the youth and got the fan base and you know if there's a if there's a uh, a social platform of choice that people could find you follow you and and learn more about you which which where do we need to point people to i mean i'm uh i i usually try to stay pretty active on on social media that seems like that's the uh the new way to stay in touch with all your fans especially during the uh the pandemic when uh you know first hit we weren't racing that's uh that was pretty much our only way to stay in contact with uh, with all our fans out there since we were at the track, uh, interact with everybody. But, yeah, I mean, if you uh, search J.R. Todd on, on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter, I mean, you should uh – you should find me. My name pop up with that uh, that blue check mark next to it. So that that's uh, that's me and far away with uh, with questions and and what have you. And the, you know, from time to time, I'm on there, uh, you know, doing some giveaways and uh, and what have you. So we try to uh, you know stay up to date on on all that stuff and uh, keep the fans engaged and uh, make it exciting for them, especially during uh, the, these uh, these tough times. Well, listen, uh, you know we're we're based out of Georgia, so uh, you know Atlanta Dragway is one of our one of our faves, if you will. Um, of course, we love anything that uh, Bruton has, of course, because Atlanta Motor Speedway is our official NASCAR track. But uh, at racing in Atlanta, man, that seems to be a constant deciding on the weather and whether it's going to be hot as I'll get out or cool. Uh, you guys definitely do a great job of te- keeping that car tuned in. Uh, based on the weather fluctuations um what is is it something that a a crew chief or or a car chief has to just learn from experience or is there a school for those cats to go to to get all this training there's definitely uh not a school uh that uh you know you can go to just to become a crew chief overnight i mean a lot of the crew guys now they come out of these uh tech schools and that's where uh we'll we'll hire them from and you know over uh over the years they just get to learn the ins and outs of the car and it just uh, kind of depends on you know that crew guy whether he wants to move up to be a crew chief or if he's content you know with his uh his position on the car and that's generally where you're getting your newer crew chiefs from but but no i got a a great group uh, with me with Todd Smith and uh, and John O and uh, those yellow fellows. They uh, they definitely uh, 
they have a lot of years experience and uh the crew chiefs man they have the they have the toughest job out there like you said just reading the weather and the the, the track uh conditions and just try, trying to uh i guess predict what the what the weather is going to do i mean you come in the lounge of our trailer it's almost like uh like they're meteorologists in there you know reading the weather and what they think it's going to do therefore they can try to uh put together a, a tune-up for that dhl uh toyota funny car and it's just uh it's almost a guessing game but also comes with uh just years of uh years of experience and you know we're talking thousands of a second that are uh decided in, in between uh these uh these rounds of competition so it, it all comes down to getting that tune up just right and uh reading those uh those weather conditions like you said just right all right well jr listen we sure appreciate your time today and uh good luck and enjoy some of this off time uh while you've got it hey we appreciate you brother and uh good luck in the 2021 season as we get ready to hopefully see you back in Atlanta so we can cheer you on there as well. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And just- I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Welcome to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We bringing you this Thanksgiving weekend edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you had yourself a nice, enjoyable Thanksgiving day. And I know I'm truly thankful for a lot of things. And one thing I'm thankful for is our next guest, who's joining us this, uh, this week on the program as we head on over to the Food Depot Zoom line and welcome in from an undisclosed location in an underground bunker somewhere in the United States of America. Let's welcome in NHRA driver, ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Sean Langdon! You can hold that a lot longer than I could. <laughs> uh, Mr. L- well, you know, I'm a, pro- I'm a paid professional, sure. You know, I went to many years of broadcasting school. You could be the next Michael Buffer. You know what? That would be a great job. I could be your Michael Buffer. Like, when, anytime you're coming out for your NHRA weekends, I'll just I'll follow you around with a booming mic and, like, a speaker to carry around. So when you're walking in everywhere, I can introduce you in a, in a big-time, like, Ric Flair fanfare. He cuts the best promos ever. That's something new I didn't know about you in my, in my research. So tell me a little bit about your – wrestling fan base what is uh, some of the wrestlers you grew up watching and enjoying i think it might have been like one of those saturday morning wrestling deals that they used to have when i was a kid and i flipped it on and it was the event that jake the snake roberts was fighting macho man and he (laughs) sicked the snake on him and i remember watching it i'm like what the heck is this and then they start wrestling and then the snake's fighting the guy and my mom walks in and she's like what are you watching turn that stuff off well now I'm intrigued because they got a snake bite in a guy. They're wrestling. My mom's telling me I can't watch it. Well, you know, now I want to watch it. So, yeah, I actually got really big into it. A couple of the buddies, you know, that I lived around the area, we we actually used to mess around and do some on the trampoline. We used to do some backyard wrestling. And Hulk Hogan and, and Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Roddy Roddy Piper, the Legion of Doom, uh, you know, and then obviously transitioned into the, the Attitude Era with, you know, Stone Cold and The Rock and, and all those guys. And but yeah, yeah, I got a lot of hours of that stuff and it's good entertainment. Sean, let's transition from, from wrestling into NHRA racing there. You know, it's been a crazy season here in Atlanta. We missed seeing you guys at Atlanta Dragway, which was a bummer for us here in the Atlanta area. But we are excited that you'll be back uh, the weekend of March 26th of 2021 Atlanta Dragway. So for you, being in this NHRA driving experience for quite some time and not coming to Atlanta, to Atlanta Dragway, how much of a bummer was that for you not to be able to come in and race in Commerce, Georgia this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, 
it, it uh, you know, I mean, just not being able to race, uh, you know, as much as we're, we're used to. Um, so, you know, it was obviously just a difficult year. It was a, a crazy year. A lot of uh, fan bases that we weren't able to go race in front of this year, and it, and it kind of sucked. There's some good quality tracks that we weren't able to race. Uh, but, you know, we, we did the best we could, uh, did as much as we could, um, and just, just made it work. I mean, that, I think that's kind of the goal of, uh, of every racing organization right now and, and the goal of a lot of businesses, just uh, do the best you can and, and try to do the best you can to keep uh, your, your team employed and, and your guys and um, keep everybody rolling. And it's just a matter of survival right now and just get through the year and, uh, you know, hopefully next year we'll go back to normal. Speaking with NHRA driver Sean Langdon here on Sunday Race Week Radio and doing some research about you, I found this very intriguing. You won a Top Fuel Championship in 2013, and then after a while you switched over to the Funny Car Series, and now you return back to Top Fuel here. I'm just wondering, you know, how crazy of a transition is that for maybe the average fan who doesn't understand, like, how crazy is it to go from one series to another and then back? How is that transition for you? And how difficult was it to learn, you know, one from the other? Yeah, I mean, it took me uh, a good while to understand the funny car there. You know, I mean, they, yeah, they both go 330 miles an hour. And yeah, theoretically, you go straight. Uh, tech, well, technically, you go straight. But um, you're hoping to go straight. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just there's so many things. Like I've always said, driving a top fuel car isn't hard. It's not really hard to go in a straight line okay you're going 330 miles an hour you get used to the speed but what's hard is to be good when something happens going 330 miles an hour and that's what separates the good drivers from the bad drivers of the drivers that you know when it smokes the tires when it shakes the tires when you're on a hot track when you're on a cool track because the car reacts differently to every type of track conditions to certain tracks have bumps certain tracks have slopes the the slopes will drive you a particular way so it's really understanding a lot of those things. And, and it took a while for me to understand that in the funny car. I got used to it with the dragster. So I would just know when I go to certain tracks, the dragster is going to do certain things. And um, so I go into a funny car and I assumed it would be the same going 330 miles an hour, but it's not. And so it took me a while, like the first year, it's just you go to different tracks and the wind affects you differently. The track slopes affect you differently. The bumps affect you differently. You know, you're, you're not sitting with your legs straight. You're sitting with your legs down. So you got more force on the throttle, just more leverage on the throttle and just understanding how to pedal it and just slowly roll back in it. And just your, your line of vision's different. And uh, you're looking over the injector instead of just looking out a windshield. Um, you know, it's just, it, it was fun. It was a good challenge, it, it, but it was a challenge for me. Um, which, you know, I, I really, uh, at first I hated it. Uh, and I wouldn't say hate, hated it, but I, I kind of did. I, I struggled and, uh, I just got so used to being competitive in a dragster where I didn't really do many things wrong inside of dragster. I made little mistakes here and there, but I didn't really, for the most part, do things wrong. And then you get in a funny car and you got everybody critiquing you and you have everybody telling you what you're doing wrong and how to do it right. Now you get 10 or 15 different opinions and everybody's trying to help. Um, but then you get so much stuff going on and you're just like, damn, like it's just, it's a bit overwhelming. And especially when you struggle, cause everybody wants to help you. Everybody wants to give you words of encouragement. 
everybody wants to give you advice, but how so-and-so drives their car is not how I'm going to drive my car. And just because every car reacts differently, every driver reacts differently. So it's, you could take advice, but you kind of have to take their advice and pick and choose what you want to learn out of it and then apply that to your stuff. But there's a lot of times with um, crew chiefs and with uh, our, you know, TRD Toyota racing development, uh, you know, they got some very smart individuals there. And so they got guys out there monitoring the track all the time. And then, you know, um, you know, guys like slugger that come in and um, he used to be a NASCAR crew chief. So we talk a lot about, you know, balance of the race car and where to move things on the race car and what I'm feeling. And so it was just really kind of cool for me, just a, a lot of homework and a lot of watching video and a lot of learning. So it was a different, um, different kind of fun. It turned into a, a challenge and I definitely like the challenge. Well, Sean, if our listeners want to keep up with you and what's going on with your team and everything going forward in 2021, we're going to go to follow you on social media or keep up with you on uh, websites or anything else. They can get the, the latest news. Yeah, obviously our uh, Coletta Motorsports website. And then I have all my Sean Langdon social media stuff for Facebook and it's, you know, all, all that. So basically, yeah. they can just go to Google and type in, type in Sean Langdon, and all the information will pop up there for them. Yeah, Google's your best friend. Yeah, there you it, go. It'll, it'll, it'll probably tell you a lot of things you don't even want to know about me. So good luck with that. <laughs> well, Sean, uh, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Sun the Race Week Radio. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family and everything. And enjoy the offseason. And can't wait to see you in Atlanta the weekend of March 26th at Atlanta Dragway. So we'll, we'll hopefully talk to you before then, though. But uh, take care. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, sir. Hey, this is Jamie McMurray, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans. I hope y'all have enjoyed this week's edition of Southern Race Week from your great racing station, as well as your favorite podcast location this week. We got a big thank you to, uh, of course, I'm William Barber, and, of course, this is Alfie setting high atop the Food Depot pit box on the Zoom line. Uh, big thanks to Tim Bryant uh, from Five Flags Speedway for coming on, talking about the big Snowball Derby, the 53rd annual edition or running of the Snowball Derby. And then J.R. Todd from NHRA Top Fuel Funny Car. Sean Langdon also was on with us as well. So Sean I, Yeah, so talk to him and everything. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Great conversation. So, uh, good guy. Another great uh, big name to look forward to in in the NHRA series in 2021 and beyond. Don't forget, folks, if y'all want to find the show, you can find us on all of your favorite radio stations uh, and your podcast locations, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. But you can also find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. SRW Radio on Twitter is uh, the radio shows. And then Alfie is Alfie at underscore 19. Then I'm at WB Radio Network. And, of course, you can find me on Instagram at William Barber. And Alfie, uh, next week, I think we ought to talk exclusively about short track racing. You know, do our state of the union, whether with drive, maybe we do one show with the drivers and then one show with all of our short track analysts like Ted and them and just have a short track state of the union shows. Well, we can do whatever you want. It's your show, buddy. So I think that sounds like a dang good idea. I think we'll... We'll start that next week, a special short track edition of Southern Race Week Radio next week, William. Should be great. All right. Well, listen, folks, that's about going to do it for us. Hope you all have a wonderful and happy Thanksgiving. And remember, uh, whenever you get a chance, uh, tune into the show. Tell your family, friends, cousins, neighbors. And until next week, I'm William Barber. I'm Alfie. 
Y'all have a great one. We'll see you at a racetrack near you. Hey, where did we go? Days when the rains came.